plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier of Bleacher Report. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And as always, I'm joined by the one and only Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBTB. You can also listen to him on his show, the How About Them podcast, as well as the Blogging the Boys podcast. Landon, it was a tough game. How are you feeling? You doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, it's really just a tough day for me because I had a bunch of travel and then rush home and I knew what I was walking into when I started watching the game so uh because it was basically over and I've gotten a chance to watch it a couple times through but um yeah just uh, really kind of a rough day overall yeah you're just treading this podcast with me right that, that's really what yeah. it is well, I mean, there was definitely that. I mean, I, I know that it's always it's always good at the end of a long, hard day to talk to an eternal optimist like yourself. So uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see uh, exactly uh, how you managed to blame all the wrong people for this. No, we'll figure it out. All right, this, uh, <laughs> this Monday edition of the Locked on Cowboys podcast is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON at MyBookie.ag. All right, so week four, the Cowboys lose to the Rams 35-30. Dak Prescott completes 20 of 36 passes for 252 yards and three touchdowns, and he has one interception. Uh, the Dallas offense was on fire in the first half. They scored 24 points in the first half, and then they managed to score just six in the second half. So let's kind of go ahead and start with the offense. Um I mean, I, I thought their offense came out clicking. It was, it was a nice start from Prescott. It seemed like the Cowboys had the Rams completely uh, off balance. They were able to mix in some of the, the inside zone, some wide zone. Um, they had no problems moving the ball up and down the field on the Rams. But then the second half happened. What do you think changed for the Cowboys, and why did their offense struggle so much to move the ball in the second half? Well, I mean, I think a lack of possessions is one thing that hurt. I mean, they 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 struggled to they they had a, a real tough time, uh, a lot a lot tougher time in the second half running the ball than they did the first half. And um, you know, I mean, they and and it wasn't you know everyone wants to talk about lack of. I mean, I heard people arguing, and this is pretty typical, but you you hear people you know arguing that the team is too conservative, and then I I, I heard people arguing that the team wasn't running the ball enough, but. I mean, I you know they had four carries in a row where they were getting two yards or less, and that's spread out over like three uh, series, uh, it, right there in the middle. And, and it's not it's not just coincidence that those were those three series that they basically punted three times in a row, and, and the Rams scored points. I think they scored two field goals and a touchdown on those series. That, that basically flipped the game. You know, that was thirteen points that they went unanswered in that. Uh, was basically the difference. I mean, really, the the difference of this game 
was the turnovers. I mean, we could we're going to sit here and we're going to talk about how uh, you know this happened and that happened and 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 you know all how these guys played and what how these guys played. But if you go, I mean, I'm not a, someone to back box score scout, but but I went back and watched the game like now. I think two and a half times to just confirm it. Because if you just go look at the stats of this game, they're almost identical. I mean, like, you know, Jerry Goff and Dak Prescott basically had similar games. And, uh, you know, they, I mean, there was obviously a difference in some of the rushing totals, but if you took a look at total yards and everything, like Cowboys had just as a prolific day as, as, uh, the Rams did. The, the difference was that they lost the ball twice and the Rams didn't turn over the ball. And that's and you know thirty five thirty game you know <laughs> and that's that's yeah, and basically I'll even, the whole difference. Go ahead. I'll even say I don't think it's the defense necessarily that lost in the game. I, I really think it's special teams. Because well, I mean, I, yeah, the, I mean, like, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, the Ryan Switzer fumble led directly to seven points, and then they also the Cowboys also gave up a kickoff that went right down to the thirty five yard yeah. line. The Rams went three and out on that drive, but they still got a field goal out of it. That's 10 points right there. Switzer had three kickoff returns that he didn't get past the 21-yard line. So just those five plays right there, that's the difference in your game. Uh, The Rams weren't great on defense. The Cowboys scored 30 points pretty easily. It's really the special teams, and that's something that I talk about every single week. Typically, the team that plays the best on special teams is going to win because – those are hidden yards and hidden points in every single game, and in this game, the Cowboys just weren't good enough on special teams. Yeah, and I mean, I think you know, like I said, at losses, everyone's going to try and spread the blame around a lot. I think that special teams and hidden yards, and usually it's in games where special teams and hidden yardage are the kind of culprit of the game, that's when team, teams turn around and, and blame coach or teams, but people like generally turn around and blame coaching or, or whatever, because it's like, it's, it's difficult to parse what's going on. But ultimately, if you look at two turnovers, one of, one of which on special teams, they get, yeah, like you said, they gave up a huge kickoff return that flipped field position on them. And then the fact that, you know, they basically, even though they killed the Rams on third down conversion, if you just like percentages, I think there was like 75% to 50% or something like that. Um, it was like, you know, they, they did a lot of their work in the first half. And, and in the second half, when the Rams went up tempo, they basically played the Cowboys game plan. They took the, the, the ball away from the Cowboys possession wise, in the, which ended up, you know, evening out the time of possession over the course of the game. And uh, they, you know, ultimately they wore out a defense that was thin in the back seven and, uh, you know, already injured and tired on short rest. And they were a team with 10 days rest. So, I mean, yeah, they went up tempo and they were able to just wear these guys out. I mean, there's, I don't know, it, it, it was ugly to watch, but I, I don't really know. I mean that's kind of what we thought we were afraid was going to happen because this is a, you know this was a team that scored a lot of points on every team they played and granted they haven't played a bunch of great teams yet but they've been scoring putting up points without problem and uh they had a bunch of rest the Cowboys didn't and were injured once they turned up the offense and didn't slow down it basically you know they the, the defense couldn't keep their legs and it it really hurt especially for some of the older guys they really just struggled to keep up All right, let's pause for a second to tell you about MyBookie.ag. MyBookie has been in the business for years, and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses, so off the bat, you're making money for doing absolutely nothing. 
and they have the fastest payouts. Seriously, just two business days. So if you bet on the Rams money line, like I told all my followers on Twitter to do, you'll get your money on Tuesday. So I would recommend a, I would only recommend a service that is good to my listeners. My bookie has been fantastic to me. That's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. If you join now, MyBookie will match your deposit with a up to 100% bonus. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, so I want to have a kind of a quick conversation uh, about Jason Witten. He's one of the guys on offense. For the most part, I thought the offense played well. But he is one of the players that uh, I am a little concerned about. He just doesn't seem like the same player that we saw in previous years or even in the preseason. I don't know if he's battling an injury or what's going on, but he just doesn't look like the same explosive. He's never been a great athlete, but we saw him in the preseason and in training camp kind of shaking some of the Cowboys linebackers. But over the last two games, he's played nearly 120 snaps. He's got just two receptions for 12 yards. I think he's a huge liability as a blocker right now. I think he has almost as many penalty yards as receiving yards over the last two games. So I'm concerned about Witten. I'm concerned about uh, him playing too many snaps and kind of bogging down their offense. They just don't have any, any big plays down the middle of the field. What do you think about Jason Witten? Are you concerned about him long-term? Do you think he's he's a problem with the Cowboys' offense right now? Um, I mean, you know, they scored 30 points today, so I, you know, I, I know, don't know. I that, know. But... Yeah, I don't know that it's really a problem. I mean, I, I think, yeah, he's, he's he definitely hasn't had the, be- the best last two games for sure. Um, and, I, and I agree that he has definitely become an issue as a, as a run blocker. Um, and and as far as you know, attacking down the middle of the field, he, he hasn't done that in like seven years. So it's like, I mean, but the problem is if he's not beating people on third down and he's not contributing much as a blocker, what is he really offering you? He, I mean, I think he's still winning on third down when he's not double covered. But I think, I, I, you know, I think that there's larger issues of what's going on third down. And again, like, I mean, I think. They were converting. I don't third think they're doubling him. The, I don't I mean, think like, they're I, doubling him very often on third down, though. I don't think. Well, they're doing that very I, often I, I, I think. I think. I think when they're not, he's he's getting catching pass. I, I I don't know. Like I, I don't. Uh, yeah, he hasn't had two games. He hasn't had a very good two games. But I, I don't mean I don't know that that's necessarily indicative that of his of his death as a receiver. You know, I just think he's he's. I mean. Uh, I'm more concerned about Cole Beasley than I'm concerned about Jason Witten. Like, I mean, that's, but that's just me. Like, I, just because I Cole, just because I think like Jason Witten has is a guy that uh, I, I've seen bounce back from this sort of thing. I mean, Cole Beasley, like, uh, he's been basically he basically disappeared since the first game of the, of the season. So, and and he's and he's been more uh, just as much, if not. More, I think it, you know if you want to talk about the fact that both of them are kind of out of commission. Then yeah, that's a concern. The fact that you you, you don't have either it's one a of your guys. Of both. Yep. It, that's really the issue is that you can't have both of them not working. Like you need one of these two guys. You need a high efficiency receiver on this team, and if you don't have one, like this, it's it's tough to convert third downs and you know move the ball. And I think that's what's what happens is that 
you know, they're 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 getting a lot of in the first half they got a lot of great plays where they could get Dak out in, in, on his feet and he could convert third downs and shorts or third to mediums, you know, uh, finding different kind of windows by changing them and getting out and, and changing the angles. But I think that. You know, ultimately, if he's going to stay in the pocket, if 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 you're going to try to get him to stay in the pocket to convert, then guys like Beasley and Witten need to start winning on more of these routes because they're not. I mean, it, they're. I mean, the, the, I've seen Witten do it more than I've seen Beasley, and I, I feel like I haven't seen Beasley do it almost at all. Like since maybe that one catch he had. In, in in the Giants game. So, like, that's where my real concern lies. And the fact that Witten has not done it the last two games has been an issue. But, I mean, that's – yeah. I mean, I guess that's not really why – I guess my point is that I, that's not really why I feel like this, this game was lost. But, yeah, I think, you know, ultimately the issue of who is your, you know – Who's your who's your guy beating man coverage? Like you know, who's your quick who's your quick and your uh, who's your quick in the down and, and long in the down? You know, receivers to break open when you need them. And uh, I don't think they have one. Well, right now they don't because if they if, if neither one of those guys are operating, then then yeah, they don't have that guy. So that's a problem. So those guys need to have to start winning more. I mean, that just one of them has to start winning more. Yeah, the combination of Beasley and Witten had. Uh, eight targets for just 26 yards on Sunday. So, yeah, they've got to find a way to get one of those guys involved. And I, I'm getting kind of concerned about Beasley. I don't know if this is, you know, is he getting a little bit too old for the position because slot receivers just don't last very long in the NFL. Uh, is he getting too old? Is he missing Tony Romo or him and Dak Prescott just not on the same page? Beasley hasn't had a game of over 70 receiving yards in his last 27 games. I know he's not a high-volume guy, but you would think there was going he to be was. one or He was a well, high-volume guy. I mean, listen, like, like that's the thing. Earlier in his and, career. Well, but, but last year was his best season. Like, I mean, like, last year he led the team in receptions. So, like, I mean, where's that guy? Like, I'm not even necessarily talking about, like, having huge yardage. I'm just talking about, like, why not getting five or six catches for – 25 yards like but but i mean but five or six catches for first downs you know what i'm saying like i mean that's really what you need is he doesn't need to have huge numbers but we need him at the moments where he's supposed to be catching the ball for you know when you need four he gets you five when he need when you get three he gets you four you know that that's what you need him and Witten or one or the other to be taking over the middle of the field and when you don't have that what you have is what you see is Dak sitting in a pocket looking around seeing no one to throw to and having to scramble around and move around and hope somebody gets open for him yeah I think we're gonna to have to have a longer conversation about Dak Prescott because I think Wade Phillips did a good job of adjusting in the second half to keeping Dak inside the pocket and I think that's part of the reason why I think they struggle is because most of their big plays in the first half came when Prescott kind of broke out of the structure of the play and made plays with his legs or got outside the pocket and made throws down the field. But we'll save the Dak Prescott conversation for a later time. But let's go ahead and move to the defense. Um, the defense in this game was bad. Uh, we talked about this before, but the loss of Sean Lee cannot be understated. He's their best defensive player, and I'm not sure it's close. Without him, this is one of the worst defenses in the league over the past few seasons, and I've given you guys the stats to kind of back it up. 
when Lee is in the game, they're giving up a little bit less than 21 points a game. Without him, it's significantly worse. So uh, how much of the defensive failures do you blame on not having Sean Lee on the field, or do you think this was just a bad game plan by the Cowboys? I mean, I think that's a false choice. <laughs> I think that, I think that I Lee like that. is involved. I did like that, though. Yeah, it was good. Um, uh, I think that uh, Lee, uh, it, yeah, Lee definitely had an effect, and a huge effect. Um, but I also think that uh, if you watch like the first half, they played well in the first half. Like I, I think that they, you know, they were they were kind of doing what you expect against. Uh, 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 a team that listen. I mean, with Todd Gurley playing like Todd Gurley, I mean he's just he's fantastic. Like he's finally playing like the guy that they drafted, and 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 so I think for them to give up, uh, you know, I can't remember how many points they had at halftime, but it was it wasn't like outrageous, especially considering how well they had sixteen at halftime. This offense came in rolling. And, yeah. And so the, I mean, and the one thing and this is going to irritate me it, or it irritate me during the game was. I thought those three points that they gave up before halftime were about the softest three points that the Cowboys have given up in some time. The The Rams had no timeouts. They had the ball at their own 20-yard line, and they just marched the ball up and down the field. They got an easy field goal, and that kind of gave them a little bit of momentum. I think it kind of warmed up Goff a little bit because before that, well, uh, Goff yeah, wasn't I'm- playing all that well. I mean, they they got him. They look. I mean, that's the other part of this is that the biggest part of this is that they were exhausted. Is they were exhausted, dude. They they kept them on the field. They got them in no huddle situations. They they exploited the whatever um, uh, you know defense that they had on the field at the time, and then just ran play after play after play, and then wore those guys down, and and. You know, by the end of the game, it was everything was soft. They're, the, the the line was being blown off the ball. They, they were getting no breaks, and and so it it was ugly. And they you know they were getting chunk plays. And and you know again, when you're doing that and it gets, uh, I mean it's it's like the Cowboys. They they played their game plan against our game plan against ourselves because they they had us worn out. And 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 when you're worn out, trying to tackle a guy like Todd Gurley and you know. Uh, guys like that, is, are, it's not easy to do. And so they it just kind of snowballed on them. And I think, yeah, I mean, I think, were they, was it ugly? Yeah, I mean, it was ugly. But I don't think it was like, I don't think this is, uh, that, that that defense of the second half was not indicative of what I, how I feel about this defense, I guess, is, is what I'm saying. It's, I, I think that, I think that, there was a lot of circumstances the fact that they were exhausted and also you know thin at in the back seven and so they got exploited there and uh and you know right now this defense isn't good enough to live and die by its defensive line like that's that's you know that that's what we learned today is that Demarcus Lawrence is not enough to supplement what is what we need out of the defensive line they needed more of a pass rush uh, you know, they got one sack, and it was Demarcus Lawrence swiping the ball, and I mean, even stuff like that. Like, you know, he Lawrence swipes at the ball, and the ball is basically underneath Crawford. Like Crawford yeah, is like basically and, and, and Crawford is like basically on a just, you know downward dog pose over the ball, and Crawford <laughs> can't follow the ball and get the get to turn the ball over. You know, it's like sometimes it's just the it, it's just not. Your day, and e- even when, like you know, if you like again, you look at how they played. They played two halves. You know, they each had a good and a bad half, and 
at the end of the day, it was it was a, a five point difference on a in a in a two turnover game. It's like it's just a bad game. It was just a bad. It was a it was a bad bounce of the ball. It was a you know they, I don't know that they necessarily anyone in particular played terribly like in the game. I just think that I think that at the end of the day, they wore us out due to scheme and circumstance, and we lost because of that and because of you know a couple of mental errors at the time. I mean, you know, Switch has got to hold on to the ball, and 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 you know, I I want to go back and see what happened with Dak's interception fumble thing, but because uh, I I kind of got to see what happened, but you know, it's just it was just I think of just. A, I think there were some things that need to be cleaned up, but I don't think that that's the, we have still. I still have no idea what this defense is yet, but I don't think it was what we saw in the second half. Obviously, well, one guy that I kind of think played terribly was Jalen Smith, and I'm officially concerned about Jalen Smith. Uh, he got bullied all game on the ground, uh, and the Rams kind of made it a point to try to get him in space against whoever they could. Uh, I charted his tackles from this game. His average tackle came 9.7 yards down the field. Only four of his tackles were short of the first down marker. Uh, he got bullied in the game by by guards. He had trouble changing directions. They The Rams tried to take advantage of his speed by giving the ball to Tavon Austin on the outside and throwing crossers at him to try to get him to uh, <laughs> which, listen. Which, real quick, which linebacker is supposed to cover Tavon Austin across the field, by the way? No, no, no. Well, I'm saying <laughs> the problem there, – listen, there's a play that I tweeted out where they run a end around on him on second and 20, and everybody's blocked except Jalen, and Jalen has a perfect read on him. And he's got the angle, and he just blows by him. I mean, it's a play With that Tavon I would expect. Austin? But I, I would expect Sean Lee to make that play, considering the angle that he had. My thing is, when Jalen oh, was coming yeah. out of the draft, listen, when Jalen was coming out of the draft, he wasn't known as an instinctive linebacker like a Sean Lee. He was known as this great athlete that could make those plays, that can make the play sideline to sideline, that can cut off angles and running lanes like that. We're not seeing that from Jalen at all, and I know it's probably unfair to expect that from him this year. Maybe, but the problem, but I, I think it is. But the problem is, <laughs> right now he's a liability on their defense. Uh, he is the, I think he's the fifth worst uh, run defensive uh, linebacker according to Pro Football Focus. The Rams targeted him seven times uh, on Sunday. He gave up six catches for sixty-eight yards. I think if Dallas is being honest with himself. When Anthony Hitchens is healthy, and it sounds like that might be next week, I, I think he needs to walk right into that role and take it over to Smith because uh, I'm I'm just concerned about his play right now, and I think it's hurting the defense. What did you see from Jalen? Am I overreacting? I, I know you're going to say yes, but what did you see from Jalen? I mean, let, let's like I just would I would challenge our listeners to go back and and like see how many games in a row Marcus has brought up Jalen Smith's play. And like he because hasn't been I mean, good, the, 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 no, he's been dude. He's the leading tackler on the team. <laughs> like that doesn't he, mean, like that he, doesn't mean anything I, I, to me I, when I, they're coming ten I, yards I, down the field. I, I I understand that, but if they're coming ten down yards of the field, shouldn't there be a defensive line in front of him preventing that? <laughs> like I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like he's he's he, you're talking about him not getting off guards while Justin Durant's being escorted to the, oh, he's to bad the X-ray too. room by yeah, a guard. He's yeah, but, 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 but no, no, he's bad too. But the, the, my point is that the focus is on. Jalen Smith when all 11 guys played poorly 
All right, like like when Jeff Heath keeps running past the tackle, the tackle guy he's trying to make that. I mean, you want to talk about bad angles? Jeff Heath is oh, the best athlete. Yeah. On, Jeff Heath is the best athlete on the team. You didn't talk about him not taking a good angle on on no, Tavon they Austin, need, they who, need, they who need is to maybe get him the only guy that he can who could actually outrun Tavon Austin. By the way, so my point is is that all of us want to focus on you know the one or two bad things that we all want to focus on that's bad about the Cowboys when we lose. But 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 the truth of the matter is is that it's not it's not one guy who's giving up like it's usually not it's it, we don't really have an Eric Flowers on our team like you know what I'm saying like I just I understand Jeff that he's getting like, pretty close <laughs> but 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 we don't bring up Jeff Heath we bring up Jalen Smith because it's Jalen Smith and listen he really is not he wasn't even the worst linebacker on the field that day okay like he was probably the third worst linebacker on the field because Damian Wilson also played terribly you know, I don't know if you like saw the, him over plays and him getting washed out as well i mean the the linebackers had a rough day i mean everybody had a rough day they scored 35 points on us you know like i'm not i'm not denying that but i I think that we don't necessarily have to make you know a bad day at the office endemic of the whole season and and i will disagree with you that i don't think that jalen smith has had a bad season i think he's had a pretty good season especially all things considered and we can bring in anthony hitchens here and have that conversation and then we can also play the tape from last year when anthony hitchens still couldn't get off blocks and that was our number one issue with him last you know his whole career as well so i just think that it's the same tune with the same things like you know linebackers they don't get off blocks sometimes you know but uh, to me he's He's not the the issue. He's not even like top five concerns with this defense for me. I understand that he is for some people, and I understand that PFF has got their 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 thoughts on that process as well. But I I, I disagree, and that's fine. I I think that there's the run game has had problems because defensive linemen have been in linebackers' laps for quite a few for, for quite a few runs, especially this game. It was just they were being blown off the ball. My concern is that this defense is not ready to compete against good teams. And unfortunately, we're going to see them against some pretty good offenses in the next couple of weeks. And that's going to start with Green Bay next week on Sunday in Dallas. I don't, I don't know think they, they, see. I don't think that they're a better offense than, than the Rams are. I mean, have you? Landon. I mean, like, I, mean, well, I know they're I, putting up more points, though, but you, it's Aaron Rodgers, man. But yeah, but I I understand that. But I mean, even even he has like had issues at, at points during the season. Like I, I don't know that like I, I think that they're gonna put up a similar. I think it's gonna be a, a similar matchup when you talk about w- w- all the pieces that we could get back next week. I think it's about a similar. I, I would not be surprised if it's a similar game. If it came down to the fact that you know whoever wins the turnover battle wins the game. I, I just think that. Uh, I don't know. I I, I think that. I it's think they're going to walk into that stadium and put thirty points, up, at least thirty points, up on Dallas, and that's concerning. Considering that they, it, the Cowboys don't have a home field advantage, their defense isn't—it was dead quiet in that stadium. I mean, Dude, it was—it was. I was listen. The one thing I did do was listen to it on the radio when I was driving. All right, I heard I, it was loud at, at certain points. It got quiet when you know. When Todd Gurley rumbled for a thirty-five yard touch with swing pass, it got quiet when you know they started you know scoring on him. When of course it did, but listen, I'm pretty sure wasn't that like an eight-game home winning streak that that was that 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 got broken today? Like they haven't had huge problems playing at home. I think that I just think that it's not. 
someone came up with a really interesting chart where it's like it showed home field advantage and like it was basically like a how much more do you how much better do you play at home versus on the road and the cowboys were like way down at the bottom but the thing about it was that like the the interesting thing about the 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 chart is that i think it it it, it weighed a, pro, a pro, av like approximate value of for the team uh whether you're at home and then away and then it you know measured the difference and, and that's what the, the that was the ranking was by but the interesting thing about it was that the cowboys home wasn't that low it's just that it's away was so high that it like took away the difference and i think that to me when i was reading that really matched the cowboys perception with a lot of stuff is that if you think about like away games like think about how many People, how many fans are at away games that Cowboys fans watch on national television? It's crazy. And then when you watch them at home, it's like it's it's not to the the same proportion as other teams. And I think that's where the issue is. I, I don't know that they necessarily don't have a home field advantage. I just don't think it's like Denver or like you know Green Bay. Seattle. Or, you know, yeah. you know, it's yeah, it's it's not it's not like earth shattering. I think it's just probably pretty normal, frankly. I don't know. I, 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 it's going to be. Listen, there's no doubt. It's going to be an incredibly tough game. It's going to be a tougher game than this. I just, and I think the reason it's going to be a tougher game is because you have to pl- face a high-powered offense, and Green Bay's defense is, I think, better than the, the Rams' defense. Uh, but we'll, you know, we'll see. We have a whole week to talk about that. All right, that's it for today's show. This edition of Locked On Cowboys podcast was brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Get into all the action with MyBookie.ag where they will match your deposit with up to a 100% bonus. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Hit us up with a five-star review. Uh, leave a review and your Twitter handle, handle, and you'll be eligible to win a free Pro Football Focus Ed subscription. Uh, we give it out a new winner each and every week, so make sure you do that. Follow the show at LockedOnCowboys on Twitter. You can follow Landon at McCoolBTB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll be back on Tuesday to discuss our all 22 notes on offense. We'll talk about Dak Prescott. We'll talk about the offensive line. Uh, I want to get into Des Bryant and his performance in that game. So make sure you tune back in on Tuesday. Uh, We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.